Delilah. Oh, hello there. So excited that you've decided to join me today uh, because you are in for a very special treat, my friend. I have a guest that's going to be talking with me that way back in the disco days of feathered hair, satin pants, the hustle, and other impressive dance moves. I'd never have dreamed that someday I would get a chance to talk to this lady. She is known as the queen of disco, and her biggest hit, I Will Survive, has become sort of a global anthem, a female empowerment. I know, I know that probably gave it away. The one, the only, the fabulous Gloria Gaynor is sitting down and talking with me today. We're going to have a heart to heart. And wow, does this lady have a big heart? Gloria Gaynor's heart is even bigger than my hair was back in the 70s. (laughs) We're going to talk about what she's been up to for the last, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 40 years, what moves her, what motivates her, what she's involved with now, and what her hopes and dreams for our world are. Before we get into the heart of the matter, though, I am going to tell you a little bit about my friends at the Home Depot. They are our sponsor. Without them, this podcast series that I am having so much fun with would not even exist, wouldn't be possible. This summer, no matter where you're listening to this podcast, the Home Depot has all the supplies you need for your lawn and gardening projects. You know why? Because each garden department is especially stocked with plants, flowers, and shrubs and trees that thrive in that area. Not to mention they stock the garden department with the helpful products that make your gardens that much more colorful and your lawn as green as it can possibly be. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. So Gloria, I don't know how this has happened, but somehow you are the number one person in all of my social media feed now. Really? You are. You're the first thing that pops up when I'm scrolling through Instagram. You're the first thing that pops up when I'm on any social media platform. Interesting. I don't know how that happened, but I see you every... I think I saw you brushing your teeth this morning. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where are you calling me from? New Jersey. Joyzy, is that home? Joyzy is home. What part of Joyzy is home for you? Uh, well, now it's um, Greenbrook, which is a tiny little town half an hour west of Newark Airport. I have a girlfriend, Donna, who has a shore house, a Jersey shore house mm-hmm. in Sea Isle City. And mm-hmm. so when I lived in Philly, I used to go down there every weekend almost uh-huh. and invade her house so I love, I love Jersey. I love that area. Wonderful. Yeah, I love it too. I'm, this is home, but I, I think it, I probably would have made it home had I not been born here. You, you love it that much? Yeah, I really love New Jersey. And you look adorable and fabulous, by the way. Thank you. And you're traveling all over the place performing. Oh, uh, yeah. Busy, busy, busy. How many concerts, how many shows are you doing this summer? Really not that many. It was about 25, 30 shows a year. That's still a lot, but not yeah. as many as you used to do. Ooh, not anywhere near. 
So how how does it feel knowing you kind of started that global anthem of empowerment? I truly believe that was a gift. It was a divine uh, appointment just simply because of the way it came to me, totally unexpected and it's amazing that the story of I will survive is, is incredible. Okay, so I want to hear it. Give me the little snapshot version. How how did it come snapshot to Snapshot version. I um, was in a very uh, bad place. I'd had uh, surgery on my spine and didn't know where I was going to go, what I was going to do, because singing was my life. But uh, wasn't certain that I was going to be able to go back to that. I was in a back brace. And the record company had said they were not going to renew my contract. People were going around the company saying the queen is dead. When they got a new president over from England where I had been popular and he wanted to repeat the success that he had with a song in England. He wanted to repeat that success here. So he asked me to go out to California and uh, record it. And with that, of course, my contract had to be renewed. And when I got to L.A., I asked the uh, producers, I said, okay, this song Substitute is the one that the president chose. This is the A side. What's going to be the B side? And they said, well, what kind of songs do you like? What kind of songs do you like to sing? I said, I like songs that are meaningful and have good lyrics with melodies, touch people's hearts. They said, well, we think you're the one we've been waiting for to record this song we wrote two years ago. And when they wrote it out for me on a piece of paper, I asked them if they were nuts. <laughs> I said, what are you, stupid? You're going to put this on the B-side? This is a timeless lyric. Everybody's going to be able to relate to this. I'm relating to it, this surgery that I just had on my spine. I'm relating to it, the fact that my mother just passed away not a few years prior. Everybody's going to be able to relate to this song. And they said, well, you know, our deal is that we write the B-side. And I said, well, it won't stay there if it's up to me. And so we took it back to New York, to the record company, but they wouldn't listen to it. They didn't want to go against the president's choice. And so um, when they gave me, when it was pressed and they gave me a box of them, I took them to Studio 54 and had the DJ there play it. When the audience immediately responded to it, that was a cue to me that I was indeed right about the song. It was a hit. If it would, could uh, perk up this New York jaded audience, I was certain that it was a hit. So I gave the DJ the box of CDs, had him give it to his DJ friends around New York. People began to request it as they played it. Oh, so you went all gorilla on us. You, you hit the streets with it. You said, oh, no, 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 no. I got another plan for this. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that back in the day we could actually do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in those days, I had artists come to my studio at night when I was on the air and say, just listen to it. And I'm like, okay, I'll put it on the air and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Can't do that now. No. Everything has changed. Everything is digital and and very controlled. And I don't know, it just always amazes me how we think we can control something. (laughs) I had that illusion for a long time, you know, that I could control things. Yeah. We all do. So you're the one that said, no, I will survive. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to put this out there. The people Mm -hmm. like it. People dance to it. Mm -hmm. Do you know today I still, when somebody calls me, going through whatever, you know, he walked out that door and blah, blah, blah. 
that's the song they want to hear. Yeah. That's why I know that it's a divine appointment. I mean, how does something like that happen? Come on. I was down for the count. Looking back on your life, how has that song shaped or been an anthem in your life? Because I know you've been through some stuff. It's been an anthem in my life on any number of occasions. My, when my, all of my siblings have passed away, and of course, I've turned to that for those. My mother passed away first, and way back before I recorded, I will survive. But it, uh, nonetheless, it was something that I thought I would never survive. So like I said, when I heard the song, I related it to that. My divorce, uh, when, I, when I got divorced, I sang a marathon version of that song. <laughs> and uh, nobody seemed to mind. There were a lot of people singing it with me, so they were going through as well. Wasn't your husband also your your business partner? Manager. Your manager. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was my manager from just before I Will Survive until 2005. And what, if if you don't mind, and you don't have to share it, but... But what happened that you went, this This is not good for me? Well, I mean, kind of realized I had stayed at the party too long. And uh, I had lost myself in him. You know, we often do that. We women do that. Uh, we lose ourselves in a man trying to help him to realize and recognize and reach his potential. And we lose ourselves. And what made you go, wait a minute, I can't do this anymore? Uh, well, there was an incident where I had a, um, I was really sick and he did not come to my aid. And so I was like, okay, I'm done. Once that light switch flips, there's no going back. That's right. You know, the problem with pushing a person to their limit is that no one knows what their limit is until they reach it. And then it's too late. And then it's too late. Gloria, such a perfect, perfect name for you, lady. Glorious in all that you are and in all that you do. We have covered a lot of ground here, but there's so much more to your story, and we want to hear. We want to get to the heart of the matter. So right now we're going to take a quick break for a word from my podcast sponsors. We'll be right back and continue our conversation with Gloria Gaynor. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Gloria, thank you for letting us share that information with folks. I am so appreciative to those that support this podcast experience of engaging guests like yourself in meaningful conversations, which inspire others to change the world one heart at a time. And since then, 14 years later, Mm-hmm. How's your heart? How's your healing? How's how's life? Life is wonderful. My heart is healed, and I am just I'm just loving life and loving where I am now and where I'm going. And it's just a great time of life for me. I mean, my life is so wonderful now that I'm I'm really sincerely praying for him. That says a great deal. Yeah, because, you know, the Lord showed me a picture once. He showed me a picture of a mother leaning over a baby's crib with a doctor. And the doctor was trying to give the baby a needle to heal him. And the mother was holding back the doctor's arm because the needle was going to hurt. Never mind what the medicine was going to do. She was concerned that the needle was going to hurt. And he showed me that I was in God's way trying to help my husband because I was afraid that what he needed to go through to get get himself together was going to be too painful. And you were trying to protect him. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I, like a day or two later, I got sick and he did not come to my aid. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're done and you've moved on and now you have a testimony. Yes. Have I got a testimony? Have you got a testimony? (laughs) Yes. I know it's got to feel good when your fans are reaching out to you. Oh, it's awesome. It is awesome. And, and you know, I mean, I'm living. The adage, your mess becomes your message. So how bad was your mess? <laughs> the mess was messy. You see, here's what happens, and I even wrote a song about it. One day I'll get someone to put music to it and, and record it. But here's what happens. We women get addicted to a man's potential. Yep. We, it's in our DNA to be their helpmate. And it's in our DNA to help them to reach their potential. But what we don't understand is that we're to help the man who already knows his potential and is already trying to reach it. Then we help him. But if he doesn't know his own potential, he isn't trying to reach his potential. There's nothing we can do. It is not our job to show him his potential. It's his job to find out his potential and his purpose and then start reaching for it. And then we come along and help them. But you know that the the heart is deceitful above all things, and the heart wants what it wants. And when you're 19, 18, 20 years old, 25 years old, even, you know, 30 years old, your heart wants what it wants, and and we don't see the red flags. No, no. 
Everybody around us sees the red flags, and we go grabbing them and snatching them and tying in our hair, thinking they're ribbons. (laughs) I mean, is it true? It was so bad with me. I wrote him a letter, and this letter was even before we got mad how stupid I was. (laughs) I wrote him a letter saying, I want my boyfriend back. Because already he was down that path of destruction. Yeah. And then what did you do? You married him. I married him because I guess I thought I could fix him. Man, girlfriend, we have a lot in common. (laughs) But it's true what you said about we we fall in love and become addicted to or we fall in love with their potential, not Mm -hmm. with their reality. Yeah. And and that works well when you're flipping houses, when you're renovating Mm -hmm. buildings. It even works well when you decide you want to get involved in young people's lives and help them get on a track of success or, a, right. you know, get off a bad track to get out of foster care. Or, But it does not ever, ever, at least not in my history, sounds like not in your history, work when it's a, a grown adult that you're trying to rescue. Right. Exactly. It's not your job. Stay in your lane. If you want to rescue somebody, go to school and become an EMT. Right. You know, (laughs) go to med school. Do not spend your precious energy trying to fix somebody who doesn't want to be fixed. Mm -mm. I know. It's right. But now you have a testimony and you are sharing amazing songs, amazing grace. Joy comes in the morning. Uh, all these beautiful, beautiful songs to encourage people as they face the mountains. Yes, people who are being brave and seeking to know their purpose and potential. You know, God is placing every single one of us gifts, talents, abilities with which to make our way through life, with which to make our mark in life. So my purpose with this album is to help people to seek that out, to experience and appreciate and benefit from his mercy, his love, his grace, and just have a wonderful life is what, as, as he wants us to, to do. That's, that's, that's all he wants for us, is to have a wonderful life. You got to work with some pretty awesome people on Testimony. Oh, yeah, they were so good, so great. Every single one of them is so talented. And what I loved is the respect and admiration that they have for one another. Tell me about what it was like to work with Bart. I've known Bart since since Mercy Me was just taking off. I got to play that song. I can only imagine. And Mm -hmm. through that, got to know Bart and the guys. What was that like working with him? It was great working with him. He's so sweet. And just so pleasant to work with and so humble. It was just great working with all of them. And his talent to write lyrics was very inspiring for me as well. And Jason Crabb, what a cute, that's who it was I saw you on social media with the other day. Jason Crabb. Oh yeah, he's a sweetheart. What a handsome, sweet man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And he's just so warm and accepting. You know, you just immediately feel close to him. And it was just wonderful working with him as well. And Yolanda, what did what was it like to work with Yolanda Adams? Yolanda is a powerhouse. She is a powerhouse. She brought the thunder 
on that recording and and just so sweet and pleasant to work with and gorgeous. It was wonderful working with her. She was the last one that we got on the album. We had actually finished the album and thought we weren't going to be able to get her because we tried so many times to get our schedules to coincide and it just wasn't working. And then at the last minute before we were about to master the album, she was available and we just made room for her and did it. And I'm so, so glad that we did. So I got to tell you, I don't know if you know this, in a, a small world, one of the co-writers, producers and co-writers that you worked with on Testimony. Yeah. Chris Stevens. Ah, love Chris. Okay, so I got to tell you how I'm connected with Chris, like, you know, seven degrees of separation or whatever it is. Uh My sister, who is my podcast producer. Yeah. We jumped into this podcast world together because Mm -hmm. on my radio show, I only get to talk to people for three or four minutes. Right. But I want to hear your story. When I heard that I got to talk to the queen of disco, because I still have my little disco dress packed away. Love it. (laughs) My purple little disco dress had the little matching tights underneath. Mm -hmm. I think I can get one leg in the tights now. (laughs) But, But when I heard that I got to talk to Gloria Gaynor, I was so excited. So my sister made it all happen. And she started doing the research. And Chris Stevens, you worked with F. Reed Shippen and Chris Stevens, I'm told. Mm-hmm. So Chris married my sister Deanna's college friend, Nancy. Oh, wow. Small world. When Chris and Nancy got married, my sister Deanna and her friends were like, oh, poor Nancy. She's gone and married a musician. And then when they saw her at the Grammys and the Doves and... Her husband's winning all these fabulous awards for his amazing work. And they're like, oh, yeah, so much for poor Nancy. (laughs) Right? No, they they didn't really feel bad for her. They were just joking. But, you know, being being a musician has high, high highs and low, low lows. Oh, yeah. You know what they said? What's the difference between a, a musician and a pizza? What is the difference? Well, a pizza can actually feed a family of four. (laughs) (laughs) so i understand your um apprehension Uh uh-huh i wish you i shouldn't say luck because you don't need luck but i i pray for you that as you tour as you do the crazy media tour and all that stuff that god would sustain your health Mm. your voice and that you would you would just uh, get to continue to testify and share your testimony. I will. I definitely will. I think your message, what you said earlier, that we are, that we are all given gifts and talents and skills. Mm-hmm. I believe right now more than ever, Gloria, our world needs people to step up to the plate. And especially in this country. I mean, uh, you know, I... Uh, when I Will Survive was uh, inducted into the Library of Congress a Music Registry, I did a speech there. I asked them if I could do a speech. And it was all about the United States of America and the diversity here. We have it all right here. 
together in one country. And we need to recognize that our diversity is our strength. Our diversity is our appeal. And yet we throw at odds with each other when there really is nothing to be at odds about. Yeah, it's true. Well, you keep singing and you keep testifying and you keep using your gift to change the world one heart at a time. And I'll keep singing your praises. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do. You are so needed. We need more like you. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being a blessing to me and to all of your listeners and you and your sister. Gloria, you are such a true testimony to love and faith and resilience. As your anthem says, uh, I will survive. You have indeed. Your music has been touching hearts for years and will continue to do so for more generations, I believe. And I'm glad you went back into the studio and made testimony and that you took the time out today out of your busy whirlwind schedule, your worldwide touring schedule to talk with me and all those listening to our podcast, Love Someone. I encourage everyone listening to purchase and download Gloria Gaynor's new CD, Testimony. It's available right now. It's a message that is needed more now than ever, ever. We are living in a world divided, and every song on testimony will speak to your heart about peace, about faith, about reconciliation, about figuring out how to love one another and how to do it with a deep respect for one another. Gloria, thank you for spending your time and your heart with us today. I wish you the very best. I'm grateful for your music and, of course, your message of faith and hope. If you have missed any past episodes of Love Someone, subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and take a look through our library. You can hear me talking to Winona, Miranda Lambert, Brandy Carlisle, Katy Perry, Sam Smith, Bart Millard from Mercy Me, Pat Monahan of Train, Michael Buble, Josh Groban, and so many other talented, talented people. The list of recording artists and authors is extensive. Uh, but we don't want to just talk to authors and recording artists. We want to talk to ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things, extraordinary things to make our world a better place. Thank you for helping out in any way, every way that you can. Thank you for being a part of Love Someone with Delilah.